Before we begin today's podcast, all of us here at Cinefessions want to take a moment to pay our respects to the late, great Wes Craven. As most of you already know, Mr. Craven passed away after a battle with brain cancer on Sunday, August 30th. It's not hyperbole to say that without Mr. Craven's genius, this podcast may not exist. He has done more for genre filmmaking in his lifetime than most people could ever dream. He reinvented the horror genre three times over three different decades, with The Last House on the Left in 1972, A Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984, and Scream in 1996. He gave Hill's eyes, serpents, rainbows, and cursed us all by making us fear the people living under our stairs. This episode of the Cinefessions podcast, which reviews the finale of the first season of the Scream TV series, which Mr. Craven helped make a reality, is dedicated to the man that was and the legend that is, Wes Craven. Uh, you know, most of my career has been spent scaring people. There's a sense of, um, of pleasure to know that you've gotten to that place where people don't like to talk about it, but have done it in a way that hasn't, hasn't bruised them so much as... Uh, allowed them somehow to come out of the film happy, and that's the majority experience coming out of a, a good scary film, is the audience is bubbling. Something has been released in a way that scared the, the, the bejesus out of them, but also lifted something off them. And uh, Scream did that. It was intriguing, it was intelligent, it made you think. Most of the people could not guess who the killer or killers was or were, and uh, the performances were great. Everybody and welcome to episode 18 of the Cinefessions podcast. We are now legal. We can vote. We can have sex in any state with anyone we want. That's pretty awesome, right? Well, as long as they're over 18. Well, you know what? And consenting. Let's not get technical here. And sex is sex. not a blood relative. That's not a first right. cousin. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, how are you guys this week? Pretty good. Sick. Still sick? Yeah. It's been a long time now. Like two weeks. You sound better than you did last week, though. I'll tell you that. I get nauseous when I eat, so it's awesome. So I've lost like 10 pounds this week. That's nice. Uh, (laughs) Now I have like a sinus thing, so it's just dripping down. Ew. Gross. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And at work, they've been shoving me in like, I've been in the freezers and coolers for like six hours. Oh, yeah. With no little hat. So once I'm in the negative 20 freezer... (laughs) <laughs> for like 30 minutes like my ears hurt for like the first 15 and then i just don't feel them anymore so it's a good time oh good as long as you're making the best of it that's right i curse <laughs> i call people dirty names <laughs> i throw frozen food product so just a typical day with chris ranson that's right that mm-hmm. is right <laughs> awesome so ash what did uh what did you consume this week in the media related realm uh lots of stuff um let's see uh shadowrun hong kong which is excellent if you like the other shadowrun games definitely check that out never played um, any of those i know you are obsessed with them but i've never played a second of any of them uh it's actually hong kong's perfect because you don't start off as a shadowrunner you you actually have to um you end up getting dumped into it uh and have to learn how to do it. Oh okay. Uh, so you it's kind of a perfect jumping on point because you learn the lingo, how things work, and everything as the game goes along. I mean, it, it doesn't have a very good tutorial, but I mean the, the combat's pretty self-explanatory. It's more like a strategy RPG with Shadowrun overlay, um, gotcha. which is perfect. Cool. Um, 
I like that one. Um, I uh, watched a few things, for instance, the Fashions. I uh, can't tell you a single one of them off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, but they will be in the, the August issue uh, that I'm putting together. So, and then I'll be back to, we should be back to normal weekly here pretty soon. Um, but uh, I did watch some of Wes's movies. Uh, the day I found out he passed, I uh, loaded up uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. The original, the one he directed, um, and then uh, followed that with Scream and uh, New Nightmare. Uh, so, yeah, three of my favorites and ones that I had easy access to because they happen to be on Netflix. Yay! Oh, so, okay, there you go. Even better. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so I watched some movies. Caught up. I'm getting caught up with Game of Thrones, so I can turn off my cable turn again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, so that's my week. Excellent. And what about you, Chris? What did you do this week? Uh, you know, I don't even remember. My week's all a blur. <laughs> I, I just can't believe it was like Thursday already. Um, oh, I picked up Disney Infinity 3.0. Okay. And as everyone knows, I hate Disney Infinity. Mm-hmm. Like one and two are pretty crappy games. <laughs> this one, there's a little more context. This time I went with just a digital version because I already have the portal. I don't need it. Right. I don't want the playset. I have no interest in the Star Wars Rebels or Clone Wars. It's actually Clone Wars, I think, that comes with it. See, I do. I love that shit. I do. <laughs> <clears throat> well, basically, they kind of... Because I, I went and bought like $200 worth of the figures and toys mm-hmm. just so I can log them into the game and unlock other things and, of course, play through the story. But I only paid 20 for the game itself because that's how much it is digitally. Okay. And uh, so basically you can just keep all the figures in the box and just set it on the portal and then play it <laughs> and then return everything. Wow. So, so that's what I did. Um, Good for you. But, I mean, <laughs> I had fun with, like, the, the Star Wars thing. It kind of melds Episode 1 and 2 together in some weird hodgepodge thing. The racing mm-hmm. is terrible. It's very floaty. <laughs> but three hours in, or, like, three, three and a half, maybe maybe pushing for four hours yeah i had i beat the game almost all the side quests were done and i'm like really like (laughs) you're charging 35 dollars because you get two figures and then this world that just seems absurd for well then there's the toy box too and all that other but i don't build anything oh yeah that much time um the things people do build because there was like some ewok thing from some expo that's on there you can download it it was glitchy like enemies just kept magically appearing sometimes they drop experience sometimes they wouldn't like everything was just glitchy hmm not a big fan yeah but i returned though so i'm off like three days this coming week so i'm gonna grab the inside out pack and then all the figures and then play through that and then return it (laughs) they um I thought uh, I follow Gail Simone on Twitter. She's one of my favorite comic book writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you need to run read her run on Batgirl, uh, the new Fifty Two Batgirl. She's fantastic. Oh, okay, very and good. Her, I will. And and her old runs on uh, Birds of Prey. I think you'd get a kick out of those. Cool. Um, uh, but the uh, she uh, she bought the Star Wars set too, but she has the Marvel Two Point figures, mm-hmm. and so she had Falcon piloting the Millennium Falcon, and she got the biggest kick out of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the only time you can actually interchange 
characters and worlds is in the toy box. Yeah. Except for if you pre-ordered the game, you got a free like upgrade that unlocks later in the future a racing game. And they actually finally, after three years and three games, have made one single story in the universe where any figure is usable. But it's not out yet. And it's an <laughs> add-on. I'm like, wow. that's all you needed. Like, nice. All you needed was one giant six-hour campaign where I can swap through all the characters. I'd be happy as shit. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, this is so cool. But no. Although Yoda was pretty badass playing as him. Because he has his awesome jumping and dashing. And... I so I, it, well, I like it, do you think? Or since I actually uh, like the Star Wars stuff and uh, you might. I mean it depends <laughs> on how into the I'd watched gameplay videos. I know Disney Infinity, like if you follow at Disney Infinity on Twitter, every night they do a live stream this week. Like right oh. now, they're live streaming the Star Wars the old school Star Wars set, which this is so stupid. So it's not out until the end of this month. It's now September. It's not officially out till then, but if you bought the Super Duper Omega PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3 edition, you got it then. I'm like, okay. if, it's, if you already made it, just release it. Like, right, <laughs> why right. make me wait? <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I'm happy with it, I can say that much, because it's definitely a stronger made game, but they mm-hmm. had six studios working on it. Hmm. Oh, and the Air combat, the space missions are awful. <laughs> like, they just control, like, poo. I hate flying missions in any game. Well, it's not smooth. It's very stiff. And mm-hmm. Not fluid. I don't, it just, you only, you're only forced to do, like, one mission. And then you can just kind of skip all of it. And then land on the planets. And it's Lego Star Wars without the Lego, like, stupid puzzles. Mm-hmm. So basically you, like all the side quests are basically, this person wants this toy. So you find that toy, which there's a little marker indicating where it's at. Take it up and you take it to them. Or you can just cheat and pick up the person and carry them to the item and then hand it to them. So you don't have to backtrack. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Like once in a while you'll find someone who wants to play hide and seek or you got to find an item or just the most generic things. But the story missions are kind of fun, but it was very anticlimactic. Because it basically ends with, like, episode two. Mm. And I'm like, I, th- I thought there was going to be, like, a whole other chapter, at least. Yeah. But no, it was just like, that's the end. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I've but. never played any one of those, like, figure games at all. And I don't like the Lego game. So they have no interest in, in that series. Yeah, I, I liked Skylander Swap Force, but I didn't like it enough to invest in it. Because I got a review copy for the Wii. Oh, okay. And I didn't, I, I didn't feel I liked it, but I didn't like it enough to invest in the PS4 version and get all that crap and everything else. So. Right, right. But it can get it, pricey. <laughs> yeah. Well, and but I, I like Star Wars and I like the Marvel stuff. So and the Marvel stuff's coming down in price. So I might just buy the set of that. And, well, uh, just so you know, the and it's so stupid. The play sets from the first game and the second game can't be used in this game. Well, the figures can, though. 
but the figures came with the play and it makes no sense that you can't play the playset because nothing has changed. I mean, they've just upgraded their coding a little. Hmm. So right now, all those Marvel figures you can't use until they release the one Marvel playset that's coming out. I mean, you can use them in the toy box, but that's boring. Right. You know, I, I've yet to find like an awesome. I was like, there's nothing where I was like, oh my god, that was so awesome that someone had made. It was just kind of someone made it. You can tell someone else made it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I never, any game that offers the option to build things in it, I never, like Little Big Planet and all that, I never did uh, enjoy those. Like, I never played that part of it. And that's like uh, Mario Maker or whatever the hell it's called. Right. I just have no, I mean, well, I don't have a Wii U anyway, but I wouldn't, so I wouldn't get it. But I just have no interest in it because I know I won't play it for more than, you know, five minutes. Like, I won't spend the time to make a level. It just right. isn't going to happen. And the thing with Mario Maker, I think it takes 10 days to unlock everything. So I think if you play it, mm. as long as you log in for 10 days, oh, okay. it'll unlock all the stuff that you can play. And that's what mm. Disney, that's the only thing with Disney Infinity, like, if you, everything's not unlocked for you. You have to mm-hmm. find the items, you have to buy characters, they unlock costumes and other characters and backgrounds. You, you know, with one and two, you had to find, bl- they had blind packs for the power disc, which gave you themed backgrounds like Guardians of the Galaxy or you know, Lion King and it added music and textures in the sky and all that. Okay. But they were blind packs and you had to make a wild guess where you buy it and you're like, oh, I have these two. That was $5 down the drain. That sucks. So there, there's so much, there's so many factors into it. And mm-hmm. like looking at, because the, there's a new Lego Toys to Life game coming out. Oh, dear Lego God. And it's insanely expensive. Oh my God. I was looking at the pricing on it. It is unreal. Yeah, they want a hundred bucks just for the game Whoa. and the built-in playset. I'm like, it's fucking Lego. Wow. Like, those games are so monotonous, and I can only imagine how monotonous this one's going to be. Now, this is separate. Aren't they making like a Minecraft equivalent Lego? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was just hearing about this. I don't know. But I, I might get Lego Dimensions when it, you know, Super cheap because I kind of want that Scooby Doo set just because mm-hmm. it's Scooby Doo. That's cool. But like Simpsons, eh. oh, wow. Ghostbusters, and eh. Doctor Who. Why? Why? Hmm. Why? Why? I don't want any of those. Just Scooby Doo. I don't know. I Simpsons sounds interesting. And Scooby, Ghostbusters, like thirty five dollars. Oh, yeah, and they've got Doctor Who and a couple other things, but it's still it's too pricey. It's yeah. I mean, it's Legos. I mean. I, and granted, the Lego sets are never cheap either. Yeah, I was going to say, Legos are fucking expensive. But basically, you get, like, the playset piece and a figure to play it in. And then that's you have stupid. to, for 30, and then you have to buy more characters if you didn't want that one character that's in it. So, like, if you want to play as Homer, you have to buy, like, a whole other set, because you only get Bart. Oh, jeez. Wow. So, it's complicated that way. Sounds like it. What else did I do? I, I watched don't... Turbo Kid. Oh, yeah, I heard about I was reading your tweets about it. So this movie, I guess, just got limited release over the weekend. And then it just shows up on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to watch this. And I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was like a futuristic 1997. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And it it feels like 1997 and it's cheesy and it's hysterical. I don't want to ruin too much, but basically this boy meets this girl and she's like, we're friends. 
And he's like, what? She's like, here, wear this bracelet. And like slaps on like a slap band on his wrist. Fuck and then yes. she's like, I have to go say bye to my friend. So she walks over to this corpse and goes, I found a new friend, so I'm going to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, you, you get the tone. But it's it's funny. And there is blood and gore like you wouldn't believe. Hmm. There's one scene, and I won't ruin it because it's in the big finale, but I was in tears laughing. I mean, blood is spraying everywhere. It's awesome. And it feels like, like we all know the Super Mario Brothers movie mm-hmm. is terrible. Right. It's, it's a travesty. Yes. This is kind of like if I imagined they did Mega Man. <laughs> That's what it kind of feels like. Okay. <laughs> And it's amazing because imagine if Mega Man was rated R, and then yeah. <laughs> just kind of go with that. That's awesome because it's it, it's funny. Even Jeff Jeff said it was endearing or something. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Um, Very good. I just watched uh, what did I watch? I watched Danny Collins, which I didn't really care for, despite Letterbox saying, "Oh my god, it's so good." I was like, it's really boring, and I wish I was doing anything else but watching this. I don't even know what that is. It's uh, Al Pacino. He's like a recording artist, and he finds out that John Lennon wrote him a letter hmm. in 1971, and he never got it. Okay. So he finds his estranged son and meets the family, and they want nothing to do with him. And then there's plot twists, and then plot twists, and then it's over. Interesting. And then I watched Hot Pursuit with Reese Witherspoon and Sophia. Oh, yeah. Right. This movie looked terrible. Yes, it did. I just had a free rental. And, you know, I'm not not one of those, like, pro-feminist guys. And this was, you know, directed by a woman. It stars two women. And then there were period jokes where they go in graphic detail of how a woman goes through her period. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, a woman had to write this. But no, no, it was two men. So now I feel even worse. Just two men wrote this awful thing. But uh, then I laughed. Like, a lot. Yeah? And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. This movie really isn't funny. But it is. Because, so, like, Sophie, what, Vergara, the chick from, the yeah. Spanish chick from Modern Family. Yeah. She she has one stick. And everything she does, and that's her accent, and not being mm-hmm. able to be understood. Right. Like, that's her go-to. And she just uses it. And there's points where it's just absurd and funny. <laughs> and she's gorgeous. She has very nice fake boobs. Absolutely. God bless them. And then there's this funny scene, though, because uh, she constantly refers to Reese Witherspoon as a boy. Mm-hmm. She's kind of, like, has n- no definition to her body and kind of, like, frumpy. And so she... <laughs> In the like big finale, she like dresses up as a boy to get into like this place, mm-hmm. and she looks like Justin Bieber. <laughs> and someone's like, "I really," er, and one character's like, "I really like your fake mustache." She's like, "What fake mustache?" Because the whole movie they're making fun of her because she's growing like a little mm-hmm. lip hair. Mm-hmm. That's I really awesome. shouldn't have found it as funny as I did. <laughs> but I did. I'm just surprised you laughed at a comedy. I don't fucking care what it is. I don't know. It's maybe I might have just been in the mood. Yeah, and it flopped too. The movie flopped. But oh, I, I had had a free rental code, and then I had a dollar off rental code. Okay. So why wouldn't I use them? I'm like, right. <laughs> and then I get like double points. I got like forty points. So 
I'm like 60 away from another free rental and I still have a banked free rental to use. I love oh. Redbox. <laughs> yeah, I finally signed up for their program, so I get my points now too. Yeah, and I have like double points. So like right now I think like True Story and the D Train are double points. I really want to see True Story. <sighs> it has Douchebag 1 and Douchebag number 3 in it. I like both of them. <laughs> you would. It's what it's uh uh James Franco and um uh God. Fat guy. The How short, I, fat one. Him. Slim Shady. I love him. 21 Jump Street. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember his name. It pisses me off because I, I... Jonah Hill. God damn. Yeah. I love him and I forgot his name. Seth Rogen, for anyone who didn't know, is douchebag number two. Okay. There's one, two, and three. I, I like all of them. I don't think they're funny. <sighs> they were if there's funny anything mainstream. back in the day. <laughs> If there's anything mainstream, you just don't like it. Like, I can't think of a comedy that you enjoyed that, like, hit theaters. Trainwreck. Or... Love Trainwreck. Trainwreck oh, okay. Hysterical. There you go. But, um, Touche. I think that was my week. I, I started reading um, Dorothy Must Die, which apparently just got picked up for a CW TV series. Oh, really? Yeah. So basically, like, this girl lives in a trailer park in Kansas, and she gets whisked away in a tornado and ends up in Oz. Except mm-hmm. for Dorothy returned to Oz. And she fucked that place up. So basically, <laughs> she took over the place. She's a princess. And she's slave driving all the munchkins into drilling out all the magic so she can have magic. So now an evil organization has kind of forced this girl, whose name I don't remember because it didn't matter. <laughs> it might be Sam or Sarah or something generic. Yeah. To She's going through training right now. That's how far I am. I'm like a third of the way through. She went through training so she can assassinate Dorothy. Awesome. But it's fun. I mean, it's lighthearted and fun. I'm waiting for a friend to pick up a book so we can both read it. So That's cool. Just killing time. But I did pick up, because I'm scatterbrained, um, <laughs> since um, I picked up two Wes Craven books. I picked up the biography that he has out. Oh, I okay. Grabbed, I grabbed it on my Kindle because I'm lazy. So I was like, ooh, bye. And ooh, look, I already have it. It's so nice. And then apparently back in the day, he wrote a science fiction book called Fountain Society. Oh, okay. And it's like out of print. So uh, it's been in my Amazon wish list for like a year now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy it before like the price skyrockets. Yeah. So I grabbed like a first edition hardback for like after shipping. It was like $10. Nice. But you could already see people were already putting like fifty and sixty dollars on them. Yeah, that's so shitty. Like, I'm just gonna grab this now. That's cool. So hopefully they're pretty good. Awesome. I don't know if I own the Wes Craven biography or not. Is it an autobiography or is it a biography? Um, I think it's like co-written with somebody. Okay. I might own that one in a physical copy of it. I just I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's never good. You should always just check Amazon and see, oh, previously purchased. I already have that. <laughs> yeah, when I was buying a lot of books, though, I was buying them from a used bookstore in West Virginia mm-hmm. and a used bookstore in Pennsylvania. So uh-huh. the majority of my books are used and not from Amazon. But Yeah. Awesome. So that's your week? Pretty sure. I think that's it. I think that's cool. all that happened. Excellent. Yeah, I finished um, Until Dawn. Which has got to be like the first video game I beat in, I don't know, two years, three years. Hell yeah. Yeah, and it was it was it was good. It got 
a little slower at the end just because the characters move really slowly. Like even when you hold down whatever it was, L1 to make a move quicker, they just don't move very fast. And so it got, I don't know, it was starting to get a little slower at the end, but I really enjoyed it. There's a couple point, a couple more points where I just jumped a lot. It really did a good job of scaring me. Yeah, there's one point with a ghost that scared the Jesus out of me. Yeah, as soon because you texted me that you're like, "Did you jump?" or and you were like, "Which part was it?" And I asked Bridget, and she was like, "Because I couldn't remember which part it was," and she said, "It was the part with the ghost." Yada yada yada. And I was like, "Oh, yep, the exact same sp- <laughs> same spot." So it was perfect. But um, what else? Oh, and then Madden. You know, I went a little tirade about that last time, but. I decided that the only way I'm going to enjoy this is if I just start a franchise with a team that I don't really care about. So just start one for fun until they release a patch where I can start my Lions franchise. And so I started one with the Carolina Panthers and I'm I'm reloading, relocating them to Los Angeles. Uh, but the first season I'm playing through and I'm doing really well and it's a lot of fun. And so I uh, am enjoying my Madden purchase now, which is great. I haven't had any of my players disappear, but I think that happens after the draft. And so I have the draft coming up. I'm uh, I have one week of the regular season left and then I'm going into the playoffs. So I have the draft coming up. And so at that point is when I'm starting to fear that everything's going to go downhill. But if nothing happens, I'm just going to continue with this franchise because I enjoy it a lot. It's really fun to play with this team and I've built them, you know, pretty, a pretty good team here. So it's a lot of fun. Wait, which team did you grab? The Carolina Panthers. Oh, okay. So Cam Newton at the quarterback. And then um, I picked up a couple uh, wide receivers off free agency and my halfback, my running back's been great, uh, Jonathan Stewart. With uh, I picked up uh, CJ uh, Chris Johnson off of free agency as well, and he's excellent as my backup. And actually, he's starting right now because my starter, Jonathan Stewart, went down, but he'll be back for the playoffs, so it's all good. So why aren't you playing Detroit? What's wrong with Detroit? Uh, normally, I will. I just didn't want to start a franchise that I was going to be uh, caring about because I've heard uh-huh. of all these glitches. And so I'm just waiting until the patch comes out and then I'll start with Detroit, but I'll probably continue this one either way, just cause it's fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So, but I've been playing that a lot. Um, and then I haven't really watched much, but I did do some purchasing, which I haven't, haven't been buying in a while. So I'm excited because I f- went out and bought some and then I fucking came back home and bought some more. Cause that's just how it goes. Once I start, it's hard to stop, but I went to Best Buy trying to find the Mad Max Steelbook, which I didn't pre-order like an idiot. And uh, they were already sold out by lunchtime. I mean, I was fucking there at like one o'clock and they were gone, which they're normally not. Like I can, I normally, I never have to pre-order anything and I still get it. But this one apparently is different. So, well, Mad Max Guardians of the Galaxy was close though. That one was close. I was fucking literally camping out of Best Buy. Um, Not for long, only for like half an hour, but still and had to run in and get it. But I got it. And then so I went I, when I was in Best Buy, there's a couple movies that came out uh, from Scream Factory this week and they're newer releases as opposed to their, you know, their retro releases. And they are Backcountry and The Harvest. Backcountry is basically Jaws on Land and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be really good. I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be great. And then The Harvest is directed by McNaughton, who is the director of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which if you haven't seen, you absolutely need to because it's one of the finest true crime horror films like that that i've seen it's just awesome and it's a film directed by him and i've heard some good things about it and i wanted to pick them both up but they were 
like over 20 bucks on Amazon. I think the harvest is like 22 in the backcountry somewhere around there. I go into Best Buy and they're both 10 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I have to pick these up. And then sitting right next to him is another movie entitled Lost After Dark. And I wish I could show you the the cover for this because it's very retro cover. And it's uh, like the subtitle that the tagline is, and you thought the 80s were dead. And it's retro 80s horror done right according to Culture Crypt. And so it's a slasher film from Anchor Bay. And uh, it looks really cool. And so for 10 bucks, I was like, yeah, I like supporting indie horror. And so, oh, yeah, dropping shit. But so I picked up those and I'm looking at my stack of movies I bought and they like all have Scream Scream Factory or Shout Factory on them, almost all of them, except for two. So they got a lot of my money this week. And then because Wes Craven passed, I had to pick up some things I was kind of waiting on. So I ended up picking up the People Under the Stairs um, collector's edition from Scream Factory. And I picked up Shocker. I ordered Shocker. Shocker actually comes out next week. And so those are two Wes Craven films that I ordered in honor of him. And I'm excited to see both of them. Um, I've never seen Shocker. I haven't either. I haven't seen either of them. And so I saw it once back when it came out on video on demand. Okay. (laughs) I honestly don't remember a damn thing about it. Doesn't it have like Mitch Pileggi from uh, X-Files in it or something? I'm Ah, thinking of a different movie. I'm not sure. I could look it up, but I don't know offhand. No big deal. Yeah, I also picked up Phantom of the Paradise, which I believe, Chris, you're a fan of. yeah. Yeah, I finally decided to snatch it up because it was a little bit cheaper than it had been, so I grabbed that. And then I picked up Robot Jocks, finally, which I've been wanting since it came out. I don't know what that is. It's one of those really bad movies, so bad it's good movies. In fact, um, another podcast that I enjoy, the Bad Movie Fiends podcast, they have a scale that's rated... You know, the bad movies are rated on a scale of five douches in honor of Twilight and the good movies, the good bad movies are rated on a scale of jocks in honor of robot jocks. It's like their favorite movie as, as, a, as a crew for their podcast. And so they talk about it a lot. Uh, Chuck talks about it all the time. Smarmy jerk face on Twitter. Yes. And so he has his 31 day challenge. going. Yes, on. he does. Watch the videos. I loaded up my YouTube app today because I didn't want to get up to get my phone. Yeah. Like, I'll just sit here and type in his name to find him right yeah i watched the phantoms one i haven't seen the last two children yet. of the corn and yeah. something with venom right yeah but i'll watch both of those tonight I, I love that series and he's doing an awesome giveaway like a fucking huge giveaway and so i definitely hope to win yeah. that you have to watch and take notes exactly work for it god hell yeah um, um but i also picked up a go oh, i'm sorry go ahead Oh, no, I didn't even realize he was doing it. And I follow him on Twitter and haven't been paying attention. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he does it every year. Normally, it's in October, but he decided to do it in September this year. And I think that's a good choice because, like he said, everyone's doing something like that in October. And so it's kind a good of lead up, up to Absolutely. Like October. And- right. Can you jump in on any time or do you have to have it done every day? No, you can jump in anytime. I mean, you can watch the play. So basically, the contest is if you watch his video, there's a certain transition that he uses. And it, if you see that transition in a video, you just write down the name of the video. And then at the end, you're going to have this list of videos that use that transition. And you're going to send it to him to a certain email address that he has. And then uh, however many correct entries, correct answers you have, he puts that many entries into a random drawing. And then he's going to put all the you know correct answers into a random drawing and pick a winner. Yeah. And then you're going to win like – it's like – it was like over 300 movies or something. It's some 
yeah obscene amount of movies like 305 movies i think and so Holy it's pretty cool. good ones too though because yeah you know, i have review copies of some of them mm-hmm. and he um was able to partner up with a ton of different companies including um including mgm hd uh mill creek entertainment i think wild he, eye yeah wild eye releasing which we had a, a partnership with uh so it's it's really cool I'm really excited for this year's rendition to continue because it's been fun so far. Um, I also picked up a title from Vinegar Syndrome just because I listened to the Screamcast the other day and they were talking to Vinegar Syndrome about their new exploitation.tv and uh, I'm excited to get that. I signed up for it earlier and I'm going to start paying for it later on today and I picked up a Roku in honor of it because I want to get that exploitation TV and I want to get Shudder. So Shudder's all horror movies streaming and Exploitation TV's all exploitation films streaming. And, and there's how much a lot. Does it, cost? Uh, it is 85 bucks for the year or 10 bucks a month for the Exploitation TV. What about Shudder? Shudder, I believe, is $4.99 a month. But I'm not 100% certain about that one. I have to double check that. Because I know they have a couple movies. Because I was looking at them. They have a couple movies, but. Again, they're not on PlayStation or anything like that, so I can't really stream it. I'm not going to run out and buy a Roku just for one service. Yeah, I ended up just getting it because there's these two that I want. And so, and, and there's supposed to be other ones out there that are similar in style and theme. And so it's just a matter of finding them. But the Exploitation TV has a ton of shot on video horror films from the 80s, which I fucking love. Like Sledgehammer, which is... <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful piece of shit masterpiece like it's just brilliant how bad it is and so i'm excited about it i've watched that movie twice now i think and it's all because like i had to absolutely it fucking forces you to watch it because it's so badass is that the one where it makes no sense at the end like the whole thing doesn't make much sense at all but yeah then it just goes like mentally challenged like, ah, I don't know what right. happened. and then there's teleporting and stuff yeah, like it's, <laughs> yes, it's fucked up beyond fucked up. But. Oh, the so, was oh, on that level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the Vinegar Syndrome title I picked up was like uh, one of their softcore titles. It's the Young Like It Hot and Sweet Young Foxes limited edition Blu-ray combo pack. The reason I grabbed it is because it's limited, one limited edition and two, it's a, the Blu-ray of those. And so uh, I was told that it's awesome. I asked brad henderson about it and he said yeah it's definitely a must own so that's what i ended up purchasing which i'm pretty damn excited about and i think that pretty much covers my week i can't really think of anything like i said i went out and got the roku i am going on vacation tomorrow though so i'm not sure if i'm going to end up getting the exploitation tv tonight or if i'm just gonna wait till i get back because i won't be able to use it until i get back anyway so you should wait we'll most likely wait but yeah, excellent. Anything else, guys? Or should we just jump into the finale? Let's fucking just dive in. Dive in the fuck in. Here we go. All right. So the reason we are here to review episode 10 of the Scream TV series entitled... Thank God it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's it's Revelations. But it, that was close. That was close. All right. Yeah, it's over until next season because, you know... We have to know what happens now. Yeah. All right, so I have to say, I like, just looked out the window and there's a creepy lady across the street on her bottom floor with her, like, her hands against the window staring out. What the fuck? It kind of creeped me out a little. 
That's really strange. I have like a ring vibe. She looks Asian. I quite <laughs> tell. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So this episode was directed by Jamie Travis, who did the first episode like we were talking about last week. And it's written by the same people as well. So it kind of bookends it that way. And it also bookends it, of course, by the fact that it's at Brooks house where kind of everything ends and that's where it also began so there's that i did like that they had an in memoriam thing at the beginning yeah i did too definitely. i mean it was it was a little ghetto but mm-hmm. you know they, i don't think they had a lot of time to throw it together though yeah they had a day so right but i was surprised to see it i was like oh will they won't they because it's mtv and right you know happened during the mtv movie award or music awards mm-hmm. which were awful so the episode opens up at the dance so again exactly where the last episode ended and hud shown on the screen again emma finds her mom and they find out that branson has escaped and that the they say that the the crime scene looks staged and so maggie's gonna go to the crime scene and uh emma's trying to go with her but she's like no stay here and so then Piper pops up and um, they're talking a little bit, basically, you know, oh, Branson escaped, yada, yada, yada. And so em, uh, Piper tells her, you know, don't trust anyone. Then she leaves. Emma, yeah, Emma calls Kieran and they show Kieran receiving the call, like the phone's ringing and he looks down at it, but it pans up and he's loading a gun and he's ignoring the phone call. And then he... Uh, or Emma leaves a message and she or Emma, Jesus, Kieran goes to leave the, the truck. And then the um, killer calls. What's her name? Emma. And. Uh, oh, well, first off, Noah and Emma are talking a little bit and, you know, they're trying to find the fa- sheriff and Noah's trying to track where, where it could be. Cause he's like, you know, there's, there's a live feed coming through my AV system. And he says, have you talked to Brooke? And he, she, Emma says, no. And, and Noah says, I don't know where Audrey is either. Which obviously they're at Brooke's party, which is uh, what they show us next. But Emma tries calling and no one answers. And then they show Brooke's phone and Brooke's trying to text Emma, but she's not responding. And so clearly it's obvious that somehow the phones are fucked up. Like something has happened to the phones. They're just not communicating with one another. It's fucking so, Skynet, man. Skynet. <laughs> oh, yeah, th- exactly. That's right. I don't really know what that means. Am, am I saying it wrong, Ash? No, Skynet, Terminator. Come on. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> like, whoa, am I? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> it's Terminator 2 Skynet Edition, in fact, I think. The, the Blu-ray release. <laughs> Went right over my head. Anyway. So, in order for Noah to try to figure out where this is coming from, well, they he says that he needs to go to his house, his shop, because that's where all of his real equipment is. And so then they they try to leave, but the cops stop him. And right before this is when Emma is talking with the killer. You know, it's um, the killer asks if, uh, or he says that it's the big finale. And everyone needs to see it. And then he asked them if she can put all the pieces together. And it's, oh, one part when he go, the killer goes, it's going to be gut wrenching. I thought to myself, how the fuck did they miss that? I thought for sure the perfect line, it's going to be a scream would have fit right there. 
but instead they go with it's going to be gut wrenching. I was disappointed. I understand why they did later, but still, I'm disappointed. <laughs> it's going to be a scream. Would have been perfect. She's trying to give a clue there. <laughs> I, yeah, clue schmoo. That should have been. It's going to be a scream. <laughs> All right, so. Emma and Noah are able to convince the police officers to that to allow them to leave, obviously. And so then we get to the crime scene at the police station. Um, Emma enters and she tells Maggie about the call. They need to find out what he wants. They find a clue in the uh, corpse's mouth. And so they pull it out and it's that locket. It, it looks like the locket that Will's body was trying to hand to Emma a few episodes back after he died. Do you guys remember that at all? Yeah. That's so that's that's what that is. And obviously that's uh, you no know, Maggie says something along the lines of he used to give Brandon James used to leave me trinkets behind our house. And so then Emma says, oh, well, maybe that's where HUD is behind the old house. And so they leave to go look there. Then we get back to um, Brooks party. Any thoughts on these opening opening moments here so far? Oh, I have lots of awesome thoughts. Excellent. I want to hear all of them. <laughs> first, I was impressed by how calm everyone was at first at the dance, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, the police guy tied up and right. bleeding all over the tree. They're all like, I'm just going to walk over here. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought that was fun. My next note was Piper's dialogue screams, I'm the killer. I was like, hey, hey, me. Big flashing arrows. <laughs> and then hacked his audio visual and my note was unlikely Mr. Killer 2 <laughs> and then there was one funny thing where I don't know who said it it was probably the killer but they were like people want blood I was like damn right and I doubt we will get it yeah that was the killer yeah that was the killer in that phone call so you you wrote down that you thought Noah was killer number two yes okay okay interesting mm-hmm. oh there's more than two <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, I, well, I look forward to hearing more. Oh, I have an awesome theory. <laughs> it's actually I, like I, I, I do have to say Noah was probably the best actor in this whole episode. Oh, absolutely. Oh, this episode was atrocious. Oh, my I, God. Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened. Uh, I guess I should note that Chris, actually, while you were watching this time, you took notes while you were watching the finale, correct? Yes. Okay, so you have theories as the episode's going on. This is actually... Go ahead. Okay. This is actually the first time that I watched the episode without taking any notes. I had nothing in my hand. I was just watching the episode for the first time through. And then I went back and took notes a second time. And so that's why I don't have any theories, running theories, as, as the show goes on. But... So, Ash, did you have any any thoughts that you wanted to say throw in there? Not really. I did this... This sequence was kind. Of, it, this whole episode, a lot of the scenes felt rushed. This was one of the ones. A lot of these, a lot of the scenes just felt like rushed. It's like, okay, we got to get this film quick, you know, because we're running out of time. Uh, and then this is one of those scenes that felt like that. After the the length of time that they had moved through that sequence last week in the same setting. Mm-hmm. This episode was like, okay, we have to film the other part of this at the party so we can wrap this up and get all these extras out of here. <laughs> that's, it, at least that's what it felt like. I, yeah. And it's not, it wasn't terrible. It just, it wasn't, it was like, okay, yeah, uh huh. And it just, it, it was, we're moving the plot along. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we go back to Brooke's party, and this asshat comes up behind Brooke with a Brandon James mask and scares her. And then we find out that he bought it online. Um, so Brooke takes it from him and then she walks away and she sees Audrey drinking alone. So she goes over and they start having a, a conversation. It's a pretty long conversation, but uh, Audrey basically tells her about the Kieran video and she, uh, Brooke says, Oh, he's too pretty to be a killer. And then he's, she's like, Oh wait, well, I guess Ted Bundy kind of throws that theory out the window. And I thought that was pretty cool. Ted Bundy reference. Um, eventually Drake, Jake is going to come in drunk and he's got this girl on his arm from that was in the last episode. And you can tell that there's still clearly tension between Brooke and Jake. And then we switch over to the um, behind the old, their old house or whatever it is where HUD's tied up. The cops pull up with Maggie and Emma and they walk out and they see HUD tied up to the tree. So Maggie's gets, runs up to him. He's like, oh, you know, tells the cops to tie, let him down, let him down and untie him. And he's whispering something to her and he basically he's like something's not right and she's like no no it's gonna be okay and they undo the the rope and then his guts just go falling out of his body onto her which i loved i thought that was fucking awesome finally some go- more gore sorry i was pooping it hit me all at once yeah <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just gonna keep listening. And I'm gonna hit the mute button. That's hilarious. On the last episode of the Screamcast, I was listening to, he <laughs> fucking left in the middle of the episode to go poop, and I thought that's that's just perfect. So anyway, um, all right. So his guts fall out and he dies, obviously, and then cuts to commercial, and then comes back, and Maggie and him are, are talking about about the death, and then this is when this was the moment where it's like, wow. This acting is fucking terrible. <laughs> and normally, she's fine. She's not great by any stretch. And she's had moments where she's been pushed. I'm talking about uh, Willa Fitzgerald. That was Emma. And nor- she has she had moments where she's been pushed. And she hasn't quite succeeded. But this episode was just fucking terrible. She couldn't commit to it at all. She's talking about Will's death. And clearly, that's a moment you know, where something is supposed to happen emotion- emotionally for that character. At least that's the way that it was filmed. and. Nothing happens. She's just kind of like a, trying to force herself to cry, and it just doesn't work. None of them can cry, God damn it! No one on this show can cry. Mm-mm, not at all. And it gets worse. As it goes on, it does. It absolutely does. And so Maggie decides, after they tell her that the corpse is ready, Maggie decides that instead of staying with her alive daughter, she's going to go with the dead corpse in the back of the ambulance and go to the police station, which just, there's a killer on the loose. So let's leave my daughter to fend for herself. And she, you can meet me at the police station. I'm going with, I'm going with HUD. I'm like, what the fuck? This seems so stupid to me. Really? You're, you're going to question this on this uh, show. Like yeah. worst parents ever. All yeah, of them really are. Yeah. So random question. Where mm-hmm. the fuck is the mayor? Like he yeah. never shows up again. Just nope. gone. Gone. His plot Doesn't is matter. gone. Yep. Yep, he's, he's the, the killer. Cut. He what? No, so unless he's the killer, because we haven't talked about who that right. is yet. Right. But still, what the fuck? <laughs> so we're back at Brooke's party. Jake's making out with that girl. Um, Audrey, you know, makes note that because clearly Brooke is jealous, and Audrey says, "Well, the only reason he's doing it is because of the rise that he gets out of you." And so she's like, well, I've been known to get a few rises out of people. And so she runs up and she's like, "Hey, board shorts." And she kisses him and asks him to, you know, have wine with her or whatever. 
and then she's pleased with herself and Audrey's impressed. And so she tells them, you know, keep the unwashed, unwashed masses out of my house. And then uh, Brooke goes inside, presumably to get the wine. And so Jake sees her go. And so he starts trying to, f- he, he heads that way. And then uh, the guy who scared her, Brooke, with the Brandon James mask early in the episode, is trying to get inside. But Audrey stops her. And she's like, you got to use the bathroom. Use the one in the in the outhouse. Not the, no. <laughs> the outhouse. What is that called? The pool house. Pool house. Thank you. Good God. Use the one in the pool house. Um, and so we get back to the police station with Maggie and Emma. Uh, Maggie's going to get cleaned up and she's going to leave Emma alone again. Um, and then Emma hears the phone ring, but this time it's Noah. And so he says that he, you know, he's almost isolated the signal. And then he lets us all know about the cell phones being cut off. And as he's going, he finds out, he finds the signal and it turns out that it's at Brooke's house. And so, you know, Noah says to tell the cops that they got him. And as soon as that happens, which would lead me to believe that the killer must be listening to this conversation, Emma gets a text saying, don't call the cops or everyone's going to die. Something along those lines. And so then Emma's like, well, just come and get me at the police station. I mean, was that what you guys would assume? Is that the killer was listening at this point? Yeah. The, or the it, killer's it, Noah. Well, no, that's the thing is they, um, they did mention, well, Noah mentioned, yeah, that's true, mm-hmm. that, uh, hey, you know, they're listening in. Right. But, they were, but they were blocking texts and everything else, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it seems <clears throat> within the scope of the way technology works on the Scream TV show, it seems right. plausible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't I didn't suspect Noah throughout this episode at all. But if I was watching it with you, Chris, and you were saying all this, I would have been like, yeah, you, this makes sense. It's perfectly logical. And then I'd have been pissed because I would have think that you were right. And that just pisses me off because I didn't <laughs> want you to be right about your stupid ass <laughs> Noah and Audrey thing. But mm-hmm. <laughs> just do wait and see. Exactly. All right. So Noah picks her up and, and picks Emma up and they're on their way to Brooks South. Now, this is this is a pretty great scene between these two. There's some excellent dialogue, especially from Noah. And at it, whatever that he says, you know, you're the survivor girl. And if you're the survivor girl, I'm the, the smart sidekick or something like that. And he goes, oh, crap, I'm going to die. And I thought that was hilarious. And then she, and then to end it, Emma goes tonight. We change the ending. And I thought that was awesome. I just I, I thought that was probably uh, one of the better dialogue moments in this in this whole episode. I really enjoyed that part. Did you guys like that scene at all? Did it stand out at all or no? Yeah, I did like that scene. I, yeah. I actually it was probably one of the better scenes in the episode, that, especially mm-hmm. after the crap that we'd been getting up until that point. Yeah, but. exactly. So we get back to Brooke's house. Brooke's trying to find wine and then someone comes up behind her. And obviously it's going to be Jake. Um, I love that he, she goes, aren't you supposed to be making out with your low rent Olsen sister? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jake apologizes, but then seconds later admits that he was the one spying on her and that pisses her off. And he's like, oh, well, I was just doing it to watch out for you. And maybe I was trying to see your boobs. And so Brooks just like, get out. You know, she's pissed at him and he he leaves. And so then Jake's makeout buddy is searching around for him and she knocks on the bathroom door. No one answers. So she opens it. And then the guy who showed up earlier with the Brandon James mask and the one who tried to get into the house is dead on the floor with his throat slit and blood everywhere. Well, everywhere. On the, it's on the ground. I guess it's not everywhere. It's just a puddle of blood on the ground. 
So I she's. Wanna, oh, I, yeah, I, I want to make a note. After that scene, Jake, throughout the rest of the episode, to give him dialogue, turns into Captain Obvious throughout the rest of the episode. <laughs> I think he has. I think he has two lines that aren't describing what's already going on in the scene after yeah. that. And the rest of it, it's like, we have to help her. We have to do this. We should check here. We should do that. <laughs> it's like, seriously, dude, shut the hell up. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. He got but confused anyway, I, with I, the script in front of him. But yeah, but it's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> He's reading the directions oh. as dialogue. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but anyway, I just thought I'd make it out because I, I was watching in the rewatch. I was like, "Yeah," and here's the point where Jake loses it completely, and just, <laughs> right, he turns into you know the uh, that chick from Galaxy Quest who just repeats the computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, all right, so uh, the the. The girl who Jake was making out with sees it, screams, runs away, and then the other couple other people go and they see it and they they run away. And then Audrey's like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on?" And so she walks up slowly to the door, but bef- and she sees the blood. But before she gets to it, the killer pops out from behind and pushes her up against the wall. And she goes, "What are you waiting for?" And then the the knife comes down and we go to a blackout. We go to a commercial. Now, Chris, yes, you tweeted at one point that. You go like, God damn, you scream TV scares, you made me jump. Where was that moment? Um, Do you remember? I have a note. It's coming up. It's oh, not okay. there yet. Okay, cool. We'll keep going then. Because um, I jumped too, but I can't remember what fucking moment it was. I don't know if it was that moment that I just talked about or if it's something coming up. But I think it The was- Brandon James pop-up got me the, the first one- time I watched it. Um, at the on the patio when the lights go out. Yeah, when Emma's okay. not Emma when Brooks talking to yeah. to uh, what's his face and the lights go out when yeah, they, they they had a timed just right that it got me the first time I watched it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was probably it too for me too. Mine was when Branson shows up. Oh, okay. Like the first time, like he just shows out and I'm like, motherfucker. Well, oh. see, I was waiting for him because he was in the preview from last week, so I knew he was gonna show up. Yeah. When Brooke was alone at some point. I was waiting for that, but yeah. So Brooke is coming back to her party and she's looking and she's like, wait, where the fuck is everyone? And she gets outside and there's nobody there. And she's like, oh man, they all ditched me. I really have hit rock bottom. But then she hears something. And so she looks around, doesn't see anything. She goes inside and then boom, Branson pops up. And there's this really long kind of scene where Branson's just trying to get into the house and saying every stupid cliche you could imagine to get into the house. And she doesn't believe him, which I think is the smart thing. And she eventually locks all the doors and says, you know, I'd like to believe you, but I can't. And then she runs. There's like one more door and they both see it. She runs over to it. She gets to it first and locks it. And he gets there and he's like, why won't you let me in? And then all of a sudden the lights go out in the patio and she's looking. She can't see anything. And she's like, uh, Seth. And then lights pop on and boom, there is uh, the Brandon James killer, the Brandon James mass killer standing there. And she freaks out and runs. She eventually runs and hides in a freezer, but the killer gets in and she hides in a freezer that's in the workshop, which is located in the garage. This is the same freezer. Yeah. It's not just any freezer. It's the one where her father was keeping the dead body in. Right. See, this is the whole reason for that subplot. You guys, we have to know the the backstory of this freezer in order for this scene to make sense. And now, you know, no, (laughs) I know I'm just fucking around. Like it's so stupid, but 
so she gets in the freezer. The the killer gets in and and locks her in there because he the killer knows it's where she is, and tips it over. Tries to start stabbing the freezer. Doesn't get her. Doesn't get her. And then plugs the freezer in, and so it'll you know presumably freeze her to death. I I want to make a metal uh, a little comment here though. Um, this house the way it's laid out, I'm fine with that. The garage and everything. I'm fine with the work him having a workshop, but. Mm-hmm. The mayor does not strike me as the kind of guy who has a full-blown woodworking shop with <laughs> a full a table saw and everything in an immaculate condition <laughs> that looks like it has never been fucking used. Right. Exactly. He has it to show it off. That's yeah. Not like, well, I guess that's yeah, what that guys do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just like, why would he even waste the space to make a wood shop? Right. That make didn't make sense to me, but I don't know. <laughs> he got it with the house. <laughs> okay, I can buy that. <laughs> so Noah and Emma pull up at the party, and they see Piper's car, and there's a bloody handprint on the on the glass, and then her glasses. I think it's her, or no, it's her yeah. phone with the speaker on it. That's on the ground, right? The glasses are there and, too. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. And so they're like, you know, what's going on? I don't know. Let's go find out. And so they start walking up to the house, and they get to the porch, and they hear something. So they turn and they start walking toward the noise real slowly and then all of a sudden boom kieran pops out from behind the from behind the other side of the house there's a really funny moment though before before kieran pops out um when they first walk up noah has the crowbar and then emma basically takes it from him (laughs) (laughs) and she keeps walking ahead because he was walking behind her with the crowbar yeah that's right (laughs) I forgot about that. I, I I even forgot about it because I just watched the episode again for the second time minutes before we started recording, and I forgot about that. But yeah, that was funny. I remember the first time seeing it. I have a couple notes too before we get too far ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's hear them. When Brandon James shows up and attacks Audrey, I labeled her as killer number three. You labeled Audrey as killer number three? Yes, because her dialogue okay. was ridiculous. What are you What are you waiting for? Yeah, I I I on the second time through, I was like, how did I not catch that? What are you waiting for? Line, but it's the delivery. The delivery is I know what's coming next. Right. As opposed exactly. to as opposed to I don't want to die. Exactly right. Yeah. That's like killer number three. And then Brooke's acting was terrible as she was running, and then do, whatever that thing she was doing inside the freezer, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was. But Spilling. if you're hiding from you know serial killer, you really shouldn't have your phone on. Right. Or the light or make loud whimpering dog sounds. And she hid in literally the only <laughs> thing to hide in in the entire garage. Like, I just thought that was so stupid. Any other notes? Uh, I don't buy Piper being dead. Okay. Um, I, I did think that the boy who scared Audrey earlier kind of looked like a gay male version of Audrey. <laughs> it had like the same haircut and i was like it's like the gay boy audrey <laughs> that's so great fantastic good you found I mean, a doppelganger he, he was a little he's a little flamboyant in there i, I called him out he, he shut off my gaydar yeah because <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like yeah you should have seen your face you were like whoa and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then for our next scene, I wrote next week on Laguna Beach. Kiernan learns how to act. Oh God, yeah. Uh, this was like the second moment where it just was like a smack in the face. It's like, man, all we need you to do is commit to this moment, 
and and let it happen, and they can't. And and so in okay, so we're jumping a little bit ahead, but basically he finds out that his dad's dead, and so he turns to the wall and puts his arm up, which is obviously to block his face as much as possible, so you don't realize how terrible he is. But no, it was fucking horrible. Then he turns around with this look on his face, like he's just putting it on, you know, like God, I'm so sad. And you still think I'm the psycho that did this? And it's just like, oh my god, this is so. I just wrote, fuck, these guys cannot act. Sad <laughs> at all. It's terrible. I didn't like. Yeah, this is. I think this whole last episode was rushed a lot, and I think this scene yeah. kind of shows that a lot too. I don't think they gave them a lot of prep time at That's, all. Exactly. That's a good point because if if it is rushed, that means the actors aren't getting time to get into these moments. You know what I mean? And so I can sympathize with that. But still, it's it's yeah. on the director. Then you know, it's not necessarily on the actor; it's on the director. Let let it's let this live a little more inside them, and then film it again. You know, I just don't think any of them have the ability. <laughs> and that's the other it. thing; they haven't really proven that they have throughout the entire series. Yeah, like Virtually no one can no. cry; they all hide their face, and mm-hmm. it gets awkward. Twilight. Um, Brooke can cry. Brooke did cry when she was talking to her mom. That is yeah. the only time we have seen her cry, but she right. did cry, and it was damn—it was damn convincing. It was good, yeah. I don't even remember. I probably tuned out. I remember her on the phone with her mom. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, that scene was just them, uh, Kieran trying to convince them that he didn't—he wasn't the killer. You know, when his so his story is that he didn't want to answer the phone because he was upset that he got accused of being a murderer. And then he went out to target out in the woods for target practice. And then he got a text from Emma saying, meet me here at Brooke's house. And so then he did. And when he got there, he saw the car. And so he went around looking to see what hell happened. And then he spot it ran into them. Uh, and so that's his story. But, it, you know, em- Emma's like, you know, I didn't text you, but obviously it was just a text from the killer to get him there. So uh, she believes him eventually. And they hug it out after the bad acting. And then, um, they decide that they're going to go into the house. So they go into the house and there's this music playing. And, and I like Noah, he goes, he makes something like never has K-pop sounded so terrifying or, or whatever genre that music that was. I thought that was hilarious. The best part though, is they decide to split up. Kieran decides that it's best if they split up. So Kieran and Emma are going to go and then Noah's going to go. And Noah has just some wonderful lines here. He goes, an observation of this loaded moment, I am not in favor of splitting up, nor am I three days from retiring. I will not be right back. I mean, it was just fucking, I fucking yes. lost it when I was yeah. watching it. Oh, yeah. He covers all his bases there. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's so funny. It was just perfect. I loved it. So I just, I just, Noah is, I mean, by far the best written character and the funniest character in the show. Uh, and his actors, they, they, the, his actor is great. Yeah. They, they write well to him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's had a bad where he's been involved. I don't think he's had a bad scene. I, I disagree. The he's had one scene day. where he found out that what's her name. Died. Riley was dead. Yeah, that yeah. was his bad scene. It was a bit rough. Yeah. So none and of they, them can do they emotions. They filmed around it, too. But, well, they filmed around that, but that was also one of the rushed scenes. Remember, they, they had, like, so many bad cuts in that, that episode, too. Yeah, it was a really poorly directed uh, directed episode. That was episode four. And it was horrible. But okay, so Noah goes out the back door and he unlocks the patio doors and then he heads outside. He doesn't see anyone. There's just a bunch of trash laying around. And then he sees Audrey's backpack laying on the ground. And what the hell's next to the backpack? 
Did you guys see it? Her camcorder. The camcorder that has not been making an appearance since like episode three. All of a sudden, the camcorder's back in action. And so he's like, oh, shit. And so then it's it flips to Brooke in the freezer trying to get out, you know, trying to get some of the attention. She's clearly freezing to death, yada, yada, yada. Noah and Emma are walking through the house and they find a bloody door, uh, bloody handprint on the door that Brooke was at earlier. And then Jake pops up out of nowhere and without asking any questions, they just let him in. So there he is. He's in the house now. And, you know, it turns out that he was down after the Brooke pissed him off. He went down to the lake, he says. And uh, when he came back, no one was here. So he started looking around for people. And then all of a sudden they hear something. And then Jake magically knows, oh, that sounds like it's coming from the garage. And then they run over there and then, oh, let's check the workshop. And then they get in there. Oh, let's open the freezer. Yeah, exactly. It's like, (laughs) oh, my God, Jake, shut up. Oh, man. Yeah, my comment was, no, Jake, please wander off again so you can die. Please? (laughs) Begging at that point. And someone screamed. I made a comment that someone had a terrible scream. It might have been Noah. It was Noah, but I think it was was supposed to be a really terrible scream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So they find... They what? That's when Audrey scares him. Right, exactly. Yeah, which is coming up. Um... So they pull Brooke out of the freezer and they're like, you know, she's clearly breathing, but they're like, you know, we have to help her. We have to warm her up. And so he starts uh, giving her CPR, which I thought was pretty funny. And she's like, ah, I can breathe you asshole or something along that. And he's like, well, CPR is good for everything. And so the best part uh, is like, she's super blue. Yeah. And then she's perfectly fine in the next, the next scene. She's not blue at all. I know like they made her over blue. And then nothing. There was no blue tone to her skin at all. I thought that was ridiculous. And I don't think that freezer would be working all that well with all those stabbings into it. And it would take fucking like three hours to cool up to that temperature, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That that kind of freezer would have taken. I mean, she'd have been cold. But she would have been blue and we would not have seen fucking mist coming out of it. Right. So, but, you know, this is technology in the Scream TV universe. Yeah, it we have to go by their rules. Yeah, it functions differently than you know <laughs> things would in reality. Right. So they split up again. Kieran and Emma are going to leave and Jake and Brooke stay there. So go back to Noah. He sees the pool of blood by the bathroom now. And he starts moving toward it real slow. And then he finally sees the dead guy laying on the ground. And then all of a sudden, Audrey pops up from the other side. And that's when the scream happens. I did love Noah's lines as he's approaching that. He's like, (laughs) it could be someone's wine. Someone's thick, viscous. Yeah, that was so funny. Absolutely. He was just he was great in this episode. So they go back over to the pool and sit in the couch that's near the pool. Um, and then all of a sudden Jake and Brooke come out. So there's all six of them are there at that point and they decided they need to call the cops, but the phones are down as Noah reminds them. So they need to use a landline. And then what's Jake's line? He's like, you have a landline. What is this? 1996, which is the year scream came out. Exactly. Which was the only good line Jake had the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I did love that line. I actually made a note of it and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Emma is going to the landline and Kieran's going to get a first aid kit. So Emma's in the house. She's all by herself and the phone rings, the landline rings and it's the killer again. You know, here I am, come and get me. And so Emma finds out that it 
isn't just Emma that the killer wants, but also Maggie. And so, you know, the killer tells her to figure it out. And so somehow Emma just knows to go to the dock at the lake where Brandon James was murdered, quote unquote. And so the killer warns, you know, just make sure it's only you or everyone's going to die. I don't know how she realized it was so quickly where this was, where this location was. Any ideas that I missed? Same reason they just let Jake in the house. (laughs) I want to know how she got Maggie from the hospital. (laughs) Maggie wasn't at the hospital. Maggie was at the police station. Uh, Because I thought she went to the hospital with the corpse, or did the corpse go to the morgue? The corpse went to the morgue. Morgue, yeah. Oh, okay. And we all know how easy it is to do things at this police station. (laughs) Especially with their, you know, HUD there, their leaderless. Right. Yeah, never mind. Exactly. So Emma takes off. She doesn't tell anyone where she's going. She just leaves and go to commercial break and come back. So Emma's running, running to the dock, and then she sees Maggie tied up. She runs over to her, uh, and then the killer appears at the other end of the dock. And I thought this is where the where it began, where I made note that it was really well edited and really well shot. Like there were a couple cool shots in this finale scene here that I liked a lot. Um, the killer starts walking up. And they take the mask off. And who is the killer? The same person we've been saying for weeks. Exactly. Piper. Piper Shaw is the killer. And then she proceeds to go on to tell her almost everything that we've been talking about on this podcast since about episode four. (laughs) So that was fun. I will admit, I thought when this was done, I I thought one killer. And it's one female. I was like, wow, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, no. I like it even better, though, when we find out what really happened. We'll, we'll not skip ahead. but um, So she takes off the mask, and it's, hey, sis, surprise, which is an obvious homage. And then hashtag mind blown. <laughs> That's so stupid, but it was funny. Yeah, I mean, I was actually that. really surprised that MTV didn't throw that up on the screen. <laughs> or, if, or if they did, I missed it. Thank no, I God. didn't see it either. That'd have been amazing. Yeah, her acting was terrible. Oh my whole... God! Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck happened? She was quote unquote acting like a killer, and that was awful. And all of a sudden, she has this weird voice, and now her eyes are just pitch black. I don't know how that happened, but it just did. She's soulless. Right. So. Obviously, Piper is Brandon James and Maggie's daughter, and she's pissed because Maggie ditched her and then um, pretty much let the world think that it was Brandon James was this monster for the past 20 years. And so this is her getting her revenge. So that's all her modus operandi. Well, and, and then that brings up another point, though. Uh, if Brandon James didn't kill those people all those years ago, who did? Doesn't matter. exactly it just feels like another subplot that just doesn't fucking matter it's just there for (laughs) red herring's sake just like the mayor thing it doesn't fucking matter the only reason it was the mayor what unless it was the mayor well exactly that's what what season two is for right and what about emma's dad like Uh why why is he gone what happened why the fuck don't we know because we, we forgot to write that. It doesn't in. matter. <laughs> it matters to me, damn it. These were the intricate plot lines that I cared about. They all got dumped. Well, yeah, exactly. That's my. That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't matter to to the Scream TV series writers. It doesn't matter to them. 
which is is bad writing in my opinion. Um, so Piper was using Branson as the setup guy. So I was wrong about Branson. <laughs> Sorry, See, I guess my wife pissed. I was wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> And so they finally start fighting. And like I said, I just thought this this moment, this final doc scene was really well edited in including this fight. Um, but anyway, Emma gets on the ground, down on the ground eventually. And Piper's on top of her getting ready to stab her when bang out of nowhere is Audrey. And she shoots Piper. Piper falls into the lake. It looked like she was shot in the shoulder. That's what I gathered. You missed two key moments here. Okay, go ahead. What were um, they? First, she goes, you're so predictable. And my <laughs> response was, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> and then she, as she's leaning in into Emma, she's like, I have another surprise. And then she gets shot before she can say what the surprise is. Which, at this point, I go, wait, where did I go? Uh-oh, Audrey has perfect aim. A surprise? It's obviously Audrey is the second killer. <laughs> You know what? I honestly didn't even pick up on that. Now that you say it, I thought at the, on the second viewing, I did catch the fact that she said, I have another surprise, but I didn't even, I didn't write it down. I didn't make note of it at all, but I missed it completely on the first time around, but that's a good point. And then like a fat kid on candy. Just, ah. <laughs> and then Audrey shoots her. And so uh, Audrey pop runs over to her and she goes, bitch talks too much. Which is also perfect because she obviously she was just about to tell her about Audrey. So that's another good moment that I didn't catch until just now. And <laughs> then Piper pops back up out of the lake. And Emma picks up the gun and shoots her right in the face. And they always come back. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nice shot. They always come back. And then somehow, magically, the camera zooms out and the fucking sun is rising. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Did they sit in that dock for six fucking hours? <laughs> I mean, even if the dance got out, even if they left the dance at like midnight, say, or one <laughs> o'clock in the morning, there's no way in hell six to seven hours has, of time has passed. I don't know how the hell the dawn was approaching, but very carefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, the final scene the next morning, um, the cops can't find the body in the lake. I was so totally waiting for a Friday the 13th finale moment. Where the, you know, Jason pops up out of the lake and grabs somebody on the boat. But that didn't happen, so I was a little disappointed. Um, but surprise, surprise, they can't find the body. That's very convenient. So Maggie's taken out on a stretcher, but she looks okay. She's talking. She's fine. Yeah, they find out that Branson's alive and well. Uh, Jake and Brooke are together. Kieran and Emma get together. Um, she apologizes for doubting him. They decide they can get past this. Uh, Emma says that she's going to ride with her mom, and then she leaves, and they pan over to Noah. And he says, you got your classic showdown at the lake, the past versus the present. That's cool. And so him and Audrey are talking and he's like, you know, are you okay? And she's like, no, not really. And they make a by curious and the virgin moment again, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, totally plotting the murders <laughs> they've just committed. Yeah. Okay. So the <laughs> final, very final moment of the episode of the, of season one. So Piper's doing the, an episode of autopsy of a crime, that podcast that Piper you know, previously hosted, but I guess he's going to take over, which I think is fitting. And I hope they continue with that in the second season. Um, and so Audrey's at home on her computer and she's looking at a picture and then turns uh, two pictures. And one of them is the picture that we saw in the very 
end of the very first episode, which is the picture of what looks like Brandon James, like blocking his face from the camera or something along those lines. And she's holding that. And so, uh, what's his name? Noah is doing this podcast and we show uh, Emma and Kieran making out and then Jake deleting the bad shit from his computer and then Branson's released from jail and with um, Colonel Sanders following him out. (laughs) And then we go back to Audrey and she opens up this book and it has a case inside. So she unlocks it and it reveals that she has letters from Piper Shaw. And she also has the documents that were taken from the records building a year previously. So this, you know, it it reveals the fact that she was working as Piper's accomplice. And she was also the one that helped knock out Will. I mean, I'm going to read this exactly how I wrote it. She was also the one who helped knock out Will at the bowling alley. So fuck both Ash and Chris for being right about that when I was certain that that was incorrect. (laughs) Because you guys, you were definitely right about that. And I was like, no, she was taking her goddamn midterms, you assholes. <laughs> Those midterms at, I don't know. In September. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she has I, terrible writing. I know. Well, and not necessarily the midterms, but we, well, well, we just decided that it was, uh, that it was a female that had done it. I don't, I, I hadn't decided at that point that it was Audrey. Right. Well, she was I, the only other female. Well, we were talking about in that episode where they went to the bowling alley. Yeah. That long discussion about who, you know, who could have been doing it. And I was like, well, it couldn't have been Audrey because she was taking her midterms and then she was at, you know, uh, Emma's house. And then they were. She answered the phone. Yeah, exactly. Mike gets that bitch. I know it's her. But you, you guys were right and I was wrong yet again. Okay. There is only one problem. Okay. Okay. There are several problems with Audrey actually being the accomplice. Okay, good. What are they? Uh, why did she kill her girlfriend? Because it was Noah. <laughs> hmm. Because Noah. He, here's my thing. How did Noah? Why would a? Why would Noah not just create his own blog instead of taking over Piper's? Well, how did he get all the credentials to sign into Piper's accounts? Well, he could have just been using the name, I guess. But she did didn't have her phone back, and she left her phone back there. Yeah, another true point. And he's a hacker, clearly. But why? Why would you even do that? Because do you know how difficult it is to get podcast listeners? I do. <laughs> it's fucking hard. Yeah, but all you have to do, like, obviously someone would link the two, and then he could be like, you know, he'd have his 15 minutes of fame to boost him up to whatever status to finish off. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any problem with that one myself. No, I'm calling it. They're going to think... Because this is how season two is going to play out. Because I'm not going to watch it unless you all make me. <laughs> but they're going to. I think assume, we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to assume Piper's alive, since they never found the body, and she's back to tormenting them. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to find out it's Audrey, probably about mid-season, and then the big reveal is going to be that Noah was in on it as well, and they had a serial killer pack together. And that's why both of their girlfriends had to die. It just doesn't work for me because <laughs> really all about that serial killer. Well, I did have a theory on on why why well and uh, my wife and I were working on this earlier today. We were talking about it after we watched the episode again. Um, that maybe Rachel, maybe Audrey or Audrey actually did go kill Tyler and Nina that night, and Rachel saw it. 
So yeah. Rachel was going to blab, so Rachel had to go. Right, because that's a good point, because we have the unreliable narrator again, because now we find out that Audrey is in fact in on it, and so she could have just been lying when she said that, oh yeah, what you didn't see next was that, you know, Rachel pulled me back in or whatever. And that's just bullshit. Yeah, and that's the other thing, is the uh, when she was talking to Audrey on the phone, it was Audrey's voice before it shifted over to the killer's voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we don't think that that voice modulator is that complex that it could mimic Audrey's voice perfectly that's, like that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good point. I don't think the killer could have been there and on the phone doing the communicating in that oh. close proximity. Couldn't she have had Piper kill Rachel when she went and she'd be on the right. phone? Yeah, yeah that, that's a possibility, too. But oh. that, I think that's we thought that that might be one of the reasons that Rachel had to die. That that but it makes sense. That, it, it makes sense, but it might be giving them too much credit. Yeah. And that's what I, I can't wait until Chris stops giving these writers this much credit, because, again, the only way it would work that Noah and Audrey were both in on this is if they were fucking with the audience, because there's no reason for them to have those conversations that they have when they're by themselves as if they're not the killers. But I, I think I think you're reading into it as if they're trying to solve the case. And I think if you go back and like look at their lines and everything, it sounds like they're planning everything out. Like they're setting their little planogram up of how this person's going to be the fall guy for this and this and this and this and this. Okay. But the other problem with this is one, if, if uh, Noah was in on it when he was walking up there and he saw all the blood and then, you know, Audrey showed up and scared him. Why would he be scared? Why would he be nervous? What, what would be the problem there? And then two, Go ahead. He's very jumpy. Well, yeah. And he screams, he screams a lot. Okay, and then two, the only way this theory works is if the writers knew this going in because they, that that strand had to have started from episode one. But this was originally supposed to be a 10-episode miniseries, not a multiple-season thing. Right, but then how would you explain the Audrey thing? Do you think they just edited the entire... 10 minutes because it was clear that it had to be two people like from the get-go it had to be two well yeah i think i think audrey i think audrey and piper was the plan from the beginning but they couldn't have had that ending if it was just going to be a straight shot 10 episode series with the big reveal they could have had the i mean you could end it there why couldn't you end it there because it's cheating (laughs) i don't know she burns everything maybe she's ready to move on with her life i don't know but she had no motive. I don't know. I like, don't know. Obviously, Piper has a motive. It could well, have been one killer, Audrey, and then they added the second killer. I don't know. If Audrey is not as well-adjusted as she pretends to be, and uh, their bullying and bullshit over the years, especially Nina, had gotten to her, yeah, she could want to go after every single one of them, including Emma. Including Emma, yeah, because they were friends, and then she turned into a bitch to her. That's a good yeah. point. I also want to point out, I hate that no one really dies. Like We have like six people left alive, and that is just not allowed. Right. <laughs> like just too out many. Of the, <laughs> out of the like picture that I use for one-third of the podcast, I used to use it for all the ones in the beginning, that has the picture of the main cast, I think only 
what two people are dead off that picture and that's will and and riley yep which is just crazy to me you have a fucking slasher film you have a you have a 10 episode slasher tv series that has a smaller body count than a fucking 90 minute movie 85 minute movie you know what i mean like how the fuck do you let that happen no idea like kiernan could have died well, well, it, we, not including the main cast. This episode, we had the cop from, well, the last episode, the dead body cop, uh, HUD, and the kid at the party. Yeah. Um, and then possibly Piper. So there's four just this episode. But well, it's like just, two of them had, well, three yeah. had names, but. Yeah, but it, again, though, it's not the main cast, so. Right. And so that would, if even if you count four. That would only bring the total deaths for the TV series for season one up to nine. If you count all those people, including the ones who don't matter. Like that's 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 bad. Well, there is this two flashback murders, too. Right. I'm not counting <laughs> they don't them. Count. Exactly. OK, so. The ratings game. What do you guys think? Up or down? Last week we had 554,000 viewers, which dropped 15% from the week previous. Do you think it went up or it went down? I'm going to say up. Yeah, I'm going to say up too. People tuned in just to see if it had an ending. Yeah, exactly. It's up 136% from last week. So it went up to 756,000 viewers and it was ranked 12th for the 10 p.m. slot. So they finally netted some return on the finale. So there's that. But I still cannot believe there's a second season and they haven't filmed any of it and so like the 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 pre uh, uh teaser for the second season was just clips from the first season saying it's going to be all new in 2016 and it's like oh okay that's stupid as hell so but yeah but it did go up to 756,000 viewers so that's a pretty big jump but it's it's the finale where you're going to find out who the killer is so i can see why that happened that doesn't surprise me so all right let me ask this and I want a yes or a no. And you can explain yourself afterwards, but I, I just want a yes or a no. And this is really all that all that matters, right? So the real question, Ash, is the Scream TV series worth watching, yes or no? Mm, yes. Okay, and I'll let you explain yourself in a minute. At, uh, Chris, is it worth watching? No. Okay. All right, Ash, why is it worth watching, do you think? Okay, on a week-to-week basis, absolutely fucking not. (laughs) Uh, uh, Binge-watching this, though, I could see binge-watching this in an afternoon or two afternoons. That might be worth it, uh, even though it's kind of slow, but I I still think there's too many filler episodes. They could drop two or three episodes, tighten it up, and it would have been a much better season. Um, I know. I, and hell, Walking Dead did more with six episodes in its first season than Scream managed in ten. <laughs> and I and hell, Fear the Walking Dead has been done more in two episodes. Right. Than they did in Scream's entire ten episode run. So <laughs> it they needed to tighten it up. Um, but I do think there's enough interesting things going on. I liked that I liked it, you know, despite itself. I, I, I rip on it, but it, 
I hell, I rip on everything that I love. Uh, so you know, it's like I know some things are terrible. I I enjoyed watching it honestly. I I actually was kind of groaning on the inside when you were guys were like, oh, we're gonna watch this and do a podcast on it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. So. Okay. It's right. nothing. Yeah, but having watched Scream just this week and then watching this episode. It's it's scream like there. It's not. It's a light version of a slasher film. It's the kitty version. It's not. There's not enough. They need more meat to it. It's right. just Not as. It's just not as good. Okay. All right. And what about you, Chris? Why do you say no? It's just bad. The writing's bad. The acting's bad. Um, there's just too much filler. Because mm-hmm. what I like about um, cable shows usually the 10 13 episodes it's condensed so you don't get that filler that you get in like a 24 episode season of heroes yeah you know you're gonna get all that filler that just kind of bloats everything i mean even american horror story gets filled with bloated episodes that aren't even needed but this just i mean the entire middle could just be thrown out and you don't even need it and the way it ends with so many loose threads that seem to have absolutely nothing to do with anything, apparently, could have just been cut. I mean, you could probably cut this down into like a three-hour edit or less mm-hmm. and have everything substantial that you need. Yep. I Yeah, exactly. I, I, it would have been great as like a miniseries or like a couple episode. It would have been fantastic as like a two-episode miniseries. You know, with another part later on to finish it off their loose threads, but right. But it wasn't even. It's not even like the fun kind of bad acting. It's just they're just really terrible at it, mm-hmm. and they're trying to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's not even funny. You're just like, really, like that's not how you do it. <laughs> like, I I don't act, but. That's not how you cry. You don't lean against a wall. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I, I don't know. Just 10 hours. I mean, it's less than that, but yeah, no. There's much better things to watch. Harper's Island was more entertaining. Yeah. How could I say? Uh, I say no as well. I don't think the Scream TV series is worth watching. And if you would have told me that I was going to say that, during the first few episodes or even before this series started, I'd be shocked. Basically, it, it doesn't add anything to the legend of the ghost face killer because that's completely thrown out. It brings in a new mask and a new mythos. And it just develops so many completely unnecessary and pointless subplots that are literally only there to serve as red herrings and to fill time. Like you said, the... Middle of the series could be basically cut out completely because the middle of the series is essentially the mayor subplot, which means clearly means nothing and even means nothing to the writers because they can't even go as much go as far as adding that character to either of the final two episodes. That's how little that character means to the writers. I think this would have been a lot better as a 90 minute movie, a 120 minute movie. It just does not need 400 minutes. It's about 400 minutes, 10 episodes at 40 minutes each of all this just bullshit. If you get rid of all of it, all of that, it would and, and cut it down to that film length. It would be a much more enjoyable thing. But even with that said, you don't get rid of the bad writing that way. You don't get rid of the bad acting that way. You know, you're just getting rid of some of the waste. But 
I, it just, it doesn't feel like a CV series that is worth wasting your time. You're talking about filler in a, in a, in a, sh- a long series as opposed to a short series. Hey, you normally don't get so much filler in a short series. There's more in the 25 episode season of Pretty Little Liars in every episode than there is in a 10 episode season of Scream. And I mean, there's, there's more, um, Oh, what the fuck is the word? More substance in 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 those twenty five episodes than there is in in the ten here, and it's just it's mind blowing to me. Uh, I just I I the the jury's still out on whether or not I want to podcast through the second season or not. It might come around to it, and we might just be like, yeah, let's just do it. You know, it's gonna be another ten episodes. It's not a huge commitment. Let's just do it. But otherwise, if we decide not to, I don't think I'll be watching it until it's on a streaming service where I can, you know, watch through a few episodes a day. So that's my take on it. And I guess that's our take on season one of the Scream TV series. Any other thoughts at all on it? Any closing points at all? Well, it, they could make the second season shorter, mm-hmm. especially with poor ratings as they are. Yeah, exactly. So and they, they, I feel like they haven't even started filming yet. So if they just condense it. I mean, hell, I just finished filming that finale like a month ago. Like, that right. doesn't even make sense to me. I can't even. Yeah. I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if it's shorter and they can, if they plan out their stupid fucking plot. <laughs> exactly. And know where they're going. And, you know, they have to tie up the loose ends they've left. Because mm-hmm. they left these terrible strands all over. And, you know, Emma's dad plot line was like a big thing. And it just completely fell to the wayside. Right. Like that was the, I don't even, it wasn't even a red herring. It was just it's something important and it's just not there. It's just <laughs> like, oops, it's just, I, don't, I, I can't even describe. I, I, I would love to be like sitting there listening to them going over how they were going to make this all work. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously it didn't. <laughs> right. All right. So that is Season one of the Scream TV series. Yay, we podcasted through the entire thing. I'm really happy. That's awesome. Okay, I forgot to do this earlier, so let's do it now. So last week, we had a rendition of our own in the Voice Actors Anonymous uh, segment of the podcast. And we read a scene from the movie Signs. And there were a couple entries. Only one of them was right. And the winner is Andrew Shelton. So congratulations again. You've won, and I still have your last winnings sitting right here, but they are going out tomorrow because I'm going on vacation, so I need to get those out tomorrow before I do that. And so those will be heading your way very soon. So you're going to win Death Race, Death Race 2. So congratulations. And we are going to do one more giveaway. And this time, the winner is going to receive a brand new copy of the Scream trilogy. And so this, it's actually a five-film set. Um, it comes with Scream 1, 2, and 3. doesn't come with Scream 4, unfortunately. But then it has two documentaries on Scream itself. And I'll be buying that brand new off of Amazon. And I don't care where you live. I'll ship it to you. Um, if you can tell me what clip this is from that I'm about to play. So again, I put all of the correct entries into a random pool and draw a random winner from that. And that person will win the Scream set. Now, this is going to be... well. If you win it from Amazon UK, I guess I could just buy it off Amazon UK. But 
Uh, I don't know. I have to look into it. So whatever. Just anybody enter, and I'll, I'll figure out what I can do at that point. In order to enter, all you have to do is DM me on Twitter at Simon1 or at Cinefessions or email me at contact at Cinefessions.com with the correct entry, and you will be in to win. All right, so here is this week's clip. I know we're not we're not acting it out ourselves, and I know you all are very upset about that, but here's the clip regardless. Let's try this way. Kristen, can you pull us out? They sedated me. We're stuck here. It's a dead end. What the hell? Sorry to keep you waiting. Perhaps if there was more of me to spread around. Did I say that? You found your dream power, man. You saved us, Joey. Man, you blew him away. Put it down, man. Are you okay? I think so. He's gone. It's over. Excellent. So that is this week's clip. So again, email me at contact at cinefessions.com or hit me up on Twitter at Simon1 or at Cinefessions with a dis- with a direct message, and you will be entered to win as long as you give me the right answer. All right, gentlemen, we will not be having a podcast next week because I will be in the wonderful city of La La Land. So unfortunately, there'll be no podcast next week. But when we come back in two weeks, we will be starting to review a Netflix original series called Sense8. And we will be reviewing episode one in the first week. And then we're going to do two episodes a week until the finale, which will be its own episode as well. And that's leading up to our podcast on Ash versus the Evil Dead. I'm excited for those. It should be cool. I've yet to read anything about Sense8, um, so I'm going in blind, which is fine by me. Lots of penises. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, there's that, I guess. So, um, What else? Anything else? Um, No, I guess that's it. Anything else to add, gentlemen? No. I think so. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess that is that. So thank you guys for uh, sticking with us throughout the entire series. I know uh, the Scream TV series kind of was a, a drag through the middle there, but I'm glad that you guys were able to stick with us. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all the comments on the site. So thank you. And uh, yeah. So thanks everyone for listening and we will catch you next time. My wife wants to. My wife wants to me to reiterate the fact that she called Piper as the killer first, way back when. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, do they notice episode episode three or four? Was it? It was. It was. Yeah. It was before any of us called her for it. So. <laughs> well, she nailed it. <laughs>